Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping moms ditch perfection and find peace through planning. This is episode number 46, Breakfast Routines, How to Make Breakfast Actually Happen. Hey everyone, today we are talking about breakfast. Specifically, we're talking about how to make breakfast actually happen. I don't know about you, but for years, I mean years, I was the type of person who scarfed down a bowl of cold cereal in the morning and called it breakfast. Actually, more accurately, for years I scarfed down cold cereal probably 50% of the time and called it breakfast. The other 50% of the time I grabbed a granola bar or an apple or nothing at all and suffered from low blood sugar and all of my college classes until I could get through until lunch. Breakfast is just a hard meal to make happen. Most of us are rushing somewhere in the morning, and most of us are also trying to get every last minute of probably desperately needed sleep. So it can be easy to not think about breakfast. Like I've said in the past, I've been meal planning for years, but up until the last year or so, I never included breakfast in my meal plan. It honestly just felt a little bit too overwhelming to have so much on my meal plan. But in the last year that I've started adding breakfast into my meal plan and routine, I've seen so many benefits. So I want to share some of those benefits with you and also logistically how you can make breakfast a feasible part of your routine. So as moms, I truly believe that we have the hardest job in the universe and we are in charge of some seriously precious cargo in the form of our children. And we absolutely need to take care of ourselves to be able to take care of our kids. Just like, you know, what they always say about being in an airplane, we need to put on our own masks before we put on our kids' masks. And in this case, we're talking about, you know, those oxygen masks, not the COVID-19 masks that we're all wearing right now. Anyway, so I just want to pose an idea that maybe we should consider getting our own breakfast before we get our kids' breakfast. Sounds crazy, I know. But I've just noticed in my life that nearly every time I can start to feel myself getting a little bit agitated with my kids or any life situation, I also notice that I haven't eaten in a long time. Hanger is definitely a real thing. Um, And I just want to share a little truth moment, maybe a little bit of some hard truths for you moms. And actually, this is inspired from the Balance 365 Life and a recent Instagram post that they shared. So I will link to them in the show notes because I really think that this um, organization is a really great place for women, particularly women who are looking to make health changes in their life. But one thing that they talked about that I just thought was so true and real is that as a mom, you probably impose screen time limits on your kids, right? But do you have screen time limits for yourself? And your kids probably have a bedtime, but you probably don't. And since we're talking about breakfast, you probably feed your kids breakfast, but maybe not yourself. So as moms, I I really believe that we are the best people. Each of us individually are the best people to parent our own individual children. And I also believe that most of what we need to parent our children is really intuitive to us. A lot of us are constantly searching for answers and there are some great resources out there. I'm striving to be one of those resources for you, but ultimately I think that you know what's best for your children and your family. 
I also think that we intuitively know what's best for ourselves, but in a really loud and noisy world, we're not always able to treat ourselves in the way that we know is best. So just like you intuitively know what's best for your children and you're constantly trying to do what's best for them, I want you to start looking at treating yourself the same way and taking care of yourself and breakfast Specifically, a good and wholesome breakfast is a huge act of self-care. So why breakfast? Let's dig into that. You've probably heard that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So as a dietitian, what's my opinion? Is this actually true? Um, So research on the importance of breakfast is actually really mixed. Some studies show that breakfast skippers eat fewer calories throughout the day, but some studies also show that despite the fact that breakfast skippers are eating fewer calories throughout the day, that they may still have a higher BMI. This gets into a whole lot of other questions. Is BMI actually even an indicator of health? Is it, you know, encouraging diet culture when we use BMI as an indicator? This is just, it's a messy area. So the research on whether or not breakfast is actually the most important meal of the day from a health standpoint is, it's mixed. So it's hard to say there. There's also a lot of talk right now about intermittent fasting and intentional breakfast skipping as a weight loss strategy. And is that, is that even a good idea? Um, Because the data, like I said, is mixed, I'm going to go with personal experience to make this decision for me. Um, and in my personal experience, breakfast truly is the most important meal of the day in my house for a few reasons. And I'm going to go through those and you obviously can make your own decision, but based on these, I've decided that skipping breakfast or intermittent fasting, any of these, um, kind of diet ideas are not for me or not for our household. And, um, if you if any of these things resonate with you, then maybe you'll feel the same. So, The first reason that breakfast is the most important for me is because it sets the tone for the day. So if I skip breakfast, I tend to snack on less healthy foods throughout the day, or I forget to sit down for a solid meal until it's dinner time. Uh, Breakfast also helps to stabilize my mood. My kids, I firmly believe that my kids deserve a mom who has the ability to remain calm and to deal with their antics and food is required for that especially because most of us moms are starting our days as early as five or 6am. So if you don't start eating until lunch at noon, that's seven hours of being awake and in a fasted state. And that's definitely not something that I personally want to make a habit of. Uh, third reason is that breakfast is a part of a good and healthy morning routine. And we're going to actually take a little dive into morning routines in just a minute. Um, So we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, The fourth reason is that breakfast helps me eat with my mind instead of with my body or emotions. And I mean that like rather than relying on kind of more primitive ways of choosing what to eat, because as humans, we, we need to survive. And when we don't we don't take the time to prepare, we're going to eat whatever is there and available for us to survive. This is a good thing, but what's there and available is not always best for us in the long term. So eating breakfast has taught me to, so eating breakfast, this is a little bit counterintuitive, 
especially to all of us who have grown up in diet culture and have been taught to eat less often or eat sparingly, if that makes any sense. But, um, I've, I know that I've caught myself in some trains of negative thinking that I've thought, you know, sometimes if I skip breakfast, I think, Oh, if I can just hold off until lunch, then that'll be a whole meal's worth of calories that I've saved. This is not healthy women. So please don't take my example. Um, and if I choose to do this, if I choose to skip breakfast, then I'm also more likely to overeat at dinner or to binge eat a container of ice cream at night. And again, I I always hesitate as I talk about some of these ideas around health and nutrition. This isn't meant to be diety or judgy. I love me a good movie night with a bowl of ice cream, but it really is about taking care of yourself and curbing cravings, not from a diet perspective, but so that you are craving and eating the foods that your body actually needs. So the only way to truly curb cravings is to eat right? So by doing a little planning preparation and, and actually eating breakfast, my, my blood sugar is stabilized. I'm not getting too hungry throughout the day. And I'm able to make choices, um, from a body that is fueled rather than one that feels like it's starving. Okay. So now that we've talked about why, at least for me and my life, I have decided that breakfast is the most important, or at least a really important part of my day that I, I plan to make a priority. Let's also talk about the importance of a good morning routine in general for moms. So I decided to dig into this since we're already talking about breakfast. And if you're on social media a lot, especially if you are in kind of the entrepreneurial or business mom space, um, you probably have read a lot about morning routines. It's kind of a little bit of a hot topic right now. And Usually when I watch a video or I read a post um, from a blogger or some, you know, kind of expert about their morning routine, I've got to be honest, I just scoff a little bit. And I think, you know, wouldn't that be the life? Because for so much of the last five years, I could describe my morning routine in this way. So it would look like I woke up in the clothes that I wore yesterday to a toy flying across the room and hitting me in the face and a toddler screaming for breakfast right this hot minute. So the exact circumstances, of course, would vary a little bit from the situation day to day. Uh, Maybe they actually woke me up by jumping on me instead of throwing a toy. But the idea here is the same. Um, And I'm obviously being just a little bit dramatic. But it's funny that I've noticed that as we're trying to improve ourselves as humans, we look for people that we can see ourselves in and we try to learn from them. And I think that's the reason why I scoffed at so many of these, these bloggers morning routines, because, you know, that single entrepreneur with no kids who walks her dog every morning at 5am, that to me is more frustrating than inspirational because it just feels so disconnected from where I am in my life. No judgment to any of you in a different situation, of course. Um, and if you have an awesome morning routine like this, that I'm jealous. And I am also glad that you are taking care of yourself and have created a morning routine that works. But as a mom, I, I have discovered the importance of a morning routine. Um, and I wanted to hop on board and talk about that and talk about how you can do something like this for you and for your kids in a way that maybe looks just a little bit more like what your life actually looks like. So 
Let's talk for a second about what a morning routine, a good morning routine might look like for a mom. So let me just share a few of the things that my morning routine includes. So the first thing is that I wake up before my kids and I try to do this every single day. Even if it's only 20 minutes before, I need a little time to prepare to be the kind of mother that I want to be. The second thing that your morning routine needs as a mom is boundaries. Boundaries are so important to our mental health um, and they're so important to our kids, to creating kids that, that know how to follow rules and to respect boundaries. So what about those times, you know, you're trying to wake up before your kids. What about the times your kids wake up early or they're scared at night and want to sleep in your bed? In order for you to be able to set up any kind of somewhat predictable morning routine as a mom, you need boundaries. So where can the kids go if they're scared at night? Are they allowed in your room? Can they come upstairs before the designated wake-up time? I'm not here to give you the answers to these questions. These are questions you need to ask yourself um, and your spouse and come up with solutions that work for you and for your children. But the key here is that there there needs to be a boundary and there needs to be a rule that your kids know and understand so that you can create the space that you need for yourself as a mom as well. And that you can have some kind of a morning routine, even if it's not as beautiful as, you know, sipping your morning drink and walking your dog. Okay, so the third thing that my morning routine includes is journaling meditation, prayer, and planning. Obviously your spirituality will be different than mine. Um, so you, you may have more of a meditation or thought practice or a prayer practice, just depending on your religious beliefs. But, uh, one thing that I did want to point out is that I used to be the kind of mom that woke up early to work. That was my, in fact, I think I've talked about this on the podcast and there are times that I, I still don't have a choice. I do wake up and I have to work, but I try to keep my mornings for self-care instead at this point. And it's incredible how that change and shift has actually opened up my abilities to get more work done at other times. So that's why I've chosen in my morning routine, instead of to make it about work, it's about really setting the tone for the day. So if I wake up and I meditate or I journal or I pray, my mind is in the right place to work when it's work time. And I really no longer need those AM work hustle sessions. I am able to get more done with less time when I prepare my mind. It's the last part of my morning routine and we're getting cycling back into what we were talking about in the beginning. And that is breakfast and exercise. Uh, I put these last because I exercise and eat with my kids. I cannot wake up early enough to fit in all of the things that my morning routine needs all before my kids wake up. So I include them in my breakfasts and I include them as part of my workout. And I actually really enjoy that part of my day that they're a part of that. Um, the last thing I wanted to say about morning routines is it doesn't really fit into, I guess, one of the set parts of my morning routine, but a morning routine and expectation for your kids is important as well. So that they know and understand what happens when they wake up, that they exercise, that they get dressed, that they make their beds. And I, I think it's so important to start this as young as possible. And it's kind of fun to see because I've started a lot of thing, these things with my oldest 
Um, which means that I start my, my son who's three, almost four, but I started him a lot younger because they, they just kind of do things together. And it's fun to see that, you know, he, he might need a little bit more help and guidance, but he really is capable. Um, and kids are capable of so much if we just give them the opportunity to show us. So, um, creating a morning routine and some expectations for your kids is really important as, as part of your own morning routine as well. Okay. So now that we've had that little, um, I guess, side note, we'll dive back into breakfast and we'll talk about, so what does a good and balanced breakfast even look like? Um, maybe you don't think you have a problem with breakfast. Maybe you have been like a cold cereal mom, which is just fine, but maybe you don't, maybe you don't feel amazing and you just don't know what, what kinds of breakfast you should be eating. So again, I'm not into dieting. And I think that, you know, the diet mentality is responsible for so many problems in our, in our culture, but that doesn't mean that you can't make food and nutrition goals for the purpose of self-care and peace as a mom. So, so when you're planning breakfast or really any meal for that matter, um, I kind of have this little system that I like to use as, as I plan. And I, I think from a nutrition standpoint, this is really beneficial, but I suggest just looking at three things when you're meal planning your breakfast. The first is protein. So protein you know, there's a lot of benefits to protein, but protein is really key to satiety, to feeling full. So eating a breakfast high in protein will help you feel full and satisfied until it's time for you to eat again. Um, the second thing I consider is carbohydrates. So, you know, your breads, your fruit, all those things are high in carbohydrates and carbs will give you the quick energy that you need in the morning. You know, it will just kind of wake you up from your night's sleep. So more complex carbs, um, these are things like your whole grains, your oats, your whole wheat bread, your brown rice, those kinds of things. They're going to give you a a slower, um, more even form of energy where simpler carbs, you know, like your sugars are going to give you a quick burst of energy, but they might cause your blood sugar to spike a little bit. Um, and if your blood sugar spikes then it will then drop quickly, which may make you hungrier sooner. This isn't to say that it's bad. This is just, this is simply how it works in your body. So usually you're going to want to choose, especially in the morning, because, um, a lot of times it's kind of a long time between breakfast and lunch. And a lot of us are really busy during this time. So it's hard to get in snacks or things you need to kind of pull you through the rest of the day. So, um, for breakfast, I would choose more complex carbohydrates and a good protein source to, you know, keep you satisfied throughout the morning. The last thing that I consider is fruit and veggies. And I recommend considering fruit and veggies for every meal and every snack. And the reason for this is because in order to get in, you know, those like five a day, at least five a day fruits and veggies, uh, you really need to start at breakfast. It's just really hard to fit all of that in if you're not starting until lunch. So, um, if you try to get a fruit or vegetable in every meal and every snack, I usually recommend everyone eat three meals and two snacks, um, for 
you know, a balanced day that doesn't feel like food is scarce and, and keeps you feeling satisfied. Um, anyway, but if you do those, that method of three meals and two snacks, you're eating five times a day, which means that it's really easy. If you just include one fruit or vegetable at every meal or snack, then you will hit that five a day, which will feel really good. Okay. So the cool thing about meal planning in this way is that you can totally still stick to easy and accessible foods. So for a breakfast, you could try Greek yogurt and granola with frozen berries. For an example, the Greek yogurt's high in protein. Granola actually has a fair amount of protein. Um, there's carbohydrate in both the yogurt protein and actually in the berries. And, um, you're able to tick all those boxes and you can make a little parfait with yogurt and granola and berries in three minutes. So breakfast does not have to be complicated by any means. You can definitely have more simple options. Um, I just think that thinking about how you're going to feel, um, with different foods, it, will be really beneficial as you try and choose your menu. Um, another example of a balanced but simple breakfast would be a scrambled egg with veggies and toast that would fit all of those boxes as well. Even cold cereal can totally fit the bill. So there's no reason that you need to, you know, give up cold cereal. And I'm not meaning to demonize, I don't like to demonize any foods at all, but I'm not meaning to demonize that. If I say, you know, you're usually a cold cereal mom who just barely has time to scarf down a bowl of cereal. Um, that's okay, but we're talking about here what can make you feel better and as you feel better, be better as a mom. So if you want cold cereal for breakfast and want that to to be a better option, um, maybe changing up the kinds of cereals that you choose, choosing whole grain cereals that are higher in protein, um, or maybe even just eating your cereal with a glass of milk on the side and a side of fruit so that it's just a little bit more balanced and you are getting a little bit of protein to help pull you throughout the day. Okay. So now that we know what kinds of breakfasts to plan, um, how can we make a breakfast routine part of our morning routine that we talked about part of your life in a way that that's doable? We're moms. We have so many things to do. We're wearing so many hats. So how can we make this realistic and, and start to see the benefits of making it a priority and seeing how other areas of your life start to fall into place and that you feel a little bit more peace. So maybe you already know that breakfast is important to you as a mom, but you just haven't figured out a way to make it happen. Um, or maybe you've always been more of, you know, the quick, easy, cold cereal kind of mom. And you're looking now to up-level your breakfast a little bit to help you feel a little bit better in the mornings or throughout the whole day. So I think the problem that many of us have isn't that we don't think that breakfast is important. It's just that we don't put the effort into making it happen because maybe we don't feel like it's the very most important thing on that, you know, huge checklist that we have. Or let's face it. There's just a ton of stuff that comes up as moms. And I've already said this, but if you don't plan it, then naturally we're all lazy. This is the good thing. It makes us efficient as humans, but that means we're going to gravitate to whatever's easiest, which is not always the best for us in the long run. The reality is just like everything in life. If we don't plan, it's either not going to happen or we're defaulting to the easiest option. So 
Option B, the lazy option, can actually work out really, really well for us, but we have to do the work another time to make the way that we want, the way that fits in with our goals, the easiest option. So let's dive into a few different ways that you could do this with breakfast. And I've kind of divided this out based on your personality or based on your situation as a mom, as I know that even as moms, we have vastly different responsibilities and that we're all in a little bit different boat, despite kind of being connected by this common string of, you know, being moms and raising kids. So as we dive into these three different routines, see if you can see yourself or your life in one of them and maybe start trying it out. I challenge you to make breakfast a priority for a week and see how you start feeling. See if you feel better. See if you can understand why it might be an important meal for you. So if you're a planner um, and you like to have a concrete plan every day, if anyone's wondering, this is definitely the method that I fall into, but um, try creating a meal plan for breakfast that you repeat week after week. So my meal plan looks a little something like this. Um, On Monday, I might have a muffin and a smoothie. On Tuesday, I may have some protein pancakes with fruit. Wednesday might be an egg skillet and toast. Thursday, we'll go with that Greek yogurt, granola, and berries example. And Friday, a breakfast sandwich on bagel thins with, you know, an avocado, tomato, some kind of veggies on top. Uh, I don't usually personally plan as much for the weekends because weekends for us usually equals a little bit more time. And we often just like to do something fun as a family, like go out to eat or maybe even make a special meal. So if you heard that menu and you're thinking that I must be crazy, um, trying to make all those things every day, um, especially a different thing every day. And you're thinking there's no way that's going to happen. You're absolutely right. I would never, ever, ever be able to keep up with a menu like that if I were cooking every single day. So meal prep is the secret sauce here that's going to make this all work out. So meal prep is the secret sauce here that's going to make this menu all work out. So for this menu, about once a month, I will make a batch of muffins and freeze them. So I'm only cooking muffins once a month. Uh, For breakfast skillets, I keep my freezer stocked with breakfast potatoes, and I'll often also saute a bunch of onions and peppers, mushrooms, any kind of veggies that I like with my eggs um, and individual servings, and then I can pop those in the microwave and add them to the top of my eggs when it's time to eat breakfast. Pancakes, again, are prepped and frozen. So all of this prep work that I've done in advance means that I can absolutely accomplish any of these meals and 10 minutes or less, which makes having a breakfast menu totally doable. I love having a menu like this to help me avoid boredom. Um, I'm eating something different every day. And I also love that first thing when I wake up in the morning, I know exactly what to do without thinking. I've got the menu on my fridge. I know what I'm eating. Um, And that's a win for me is to do anything. Anytime I can take the decision making out of something as a mom, this is just a life hack for you. Taking the decision-making out as much as possible will really eliminate kind of that decision fatigue we feel as a mom. We're just constantly making decisions for ourselves and our kids. And anytime we can simplify that process, we'll really improve our uh, mental and emotional health 
Okay, so that's my system and what I do and what's working for me right now. And I've done other things and I probably, my system will continue to um, evolve and change. Um, I used to feel a little bit of guilt about that, especially having a podcast, I would feel like if something changed or deviated a little bit from something that I taught, I felt like I felt like I was failing or like I wasn't being completely honest or upfront. But I've just come to realize that um, it's so important to adapt as humans. So just because something I've taught or shared isn't working as well for me anymore doesn't mean it won't work for you. And it also doesn't mean that I can't return to those things later. There's just a lot of, there needs to be a lot of flexibility and adaptability in motherhood and in feeding a family. So, so I actually, I'm trying to embrace, um, the differences and changes and to be upfront and open about the fact that the things I do in my home are changing and evolving. And that's a good thing. So that's what my system looks like right now. Here's some things I've done in the past, or I may do more in the future, depending on what my life looks like. So for the busiest moms out there, I'm looking at you, you know, you working moms or, you know, any mom that's just busy with other aspects of life. Maybe you've got lots of little, little children and you just don't have a ton of time. So in this case, the most effective method for making breakfast happen is to meal prep a big batch of something and then eat it all week long. This works really well with things like breakfast casseroles, uh, overnight oats, or even like a slow cooker steel cut oatmeal. So prepping an entire batch of whatever you choose and then portioning it into the right sizes means that you will be able to be eating in one to two minutes every single day. And you'll have to put exactly zero thought into what to eat for breakfast until you plan the next week's meal that you will make a big batch of and eat all week long. This method is really, really simple and I think can work really well for a lot of moms, particularly if you are okay with eating the same thing every day. Um, most of us don't want to eat the same dinners every day, but the same breakfast is is doable at least for you know a week at a time and then you can switch it up, especially when you think about how much time you're saving and how much energy you're gaining by eating you know a good solid breakfast. The last method I've got for making breakfast happen is for the most relaxed moms out there. Some people aren't planners. I get that. Um, I'm helping to try to teach non-planners to plan. I put air quotes around plan in ways that are doable and don't feel restrictive to you. So again, going back to what I said, humans are lazy. It's a good thing. We don't want to waste our precious energy on anything that only has a little impact. Um, I'm a firm believer that planning and preparing allows us to achieve our goals, even in the very laziest of times. But if you're not a planner, you probably don't love the idea of having a menu or maybe even meal prepping, um, for a whole week. You might be one of those people that just likes to eat a little bit more based on what you're feeling at any given moment. And you don't like to be constrained by a menu, um, but I want to pose the idea for you that maybe you can take a few minutes every day to prepare for breakfast um, the night before. So making breakfast, instead of making it part of your morning routine, making that prep part of your evening routine so that your morning routine is more peaceful and better. So 
You can try taking the evening to choose what you want to eat and then just take a few steps to make prep a little bit simpler. So if you choose pancakes, you can measure out the ingredients. So in the morning, all you have to do is quickly whisk them together. You can get the griddle out, have it ready to go. Um, If you're going for an omelet, you can chop your veggies and have those ready to go. If you're making a smoothie, you could measure out your Greek yogurt and fruit. You could even measure them out and put them in the blender container and keep that in the fridge and then just pull that out in the morning and hit blend. So there's a lot of options here that you can do that will make your morning routine and your breakfast doable, even if you're not a big planner. And you'll be able to base how you're eating a little bit more on how you feel when you're just choosing what you eat the night before versus, you know, a week or several weeks in advance. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode, moms. I hope that, I hope that you feel a little bit called out for not taking care of yourselves, but also all the love and empathy as I'm right there with you going through the trenches of motherhood. Um, and doing my best to take care of myself so that I can take care of these kids and feel as much peace as possible. I hope this episode has made breakfast seem like a possibility, um, that up leveling your breakfast seems like something that you could do, or you might want to do, um, as a result of what you've learned in this episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about finding the balance between wanting and reaching for positive changes in your life and making and setting goals but also finding that balance between that drive and desire for change and just accepting who you are in this moment without judgment. Finding the sweet spot between these two seemingly conflicting ideas um, will really help to put your mind in a place to help you make any lasting change. And since we're trying to change our mealtimes, change our evenings, change our life. Uh, I think this is really applicable and I hope that, that you can find some inspiration from this episode. So thanks so much for tuning in today. I am constantly filled with gratitude at all of you for listening and so humbled as I, you know, see those podcast numbers or downloads go up. I just, I'm, I'm thrilled and happy that what I have to share is helping, you know, even just one person out there. If what I'm sharing resonates with you or helps, please share the podcast with your family and friends. And, um, let's get all moms together on fighting for peaceful evenings, fighting for good family meals and fighting for our health as moms. Um, so that we, really are the most prepared we can be to raise these precious kiddos. So thanks again for tuning in. I am so grateful. Um, I hope you'll tune in next week and until then happy planning.